15 minutes it is before 8 p.m. If you just joined us, we now go into our wrap of the top business stories that are moving markets on this Thursday. And joining me to do this is the head of trading at Merit Securities, Pinda Mangoloti. Pinda, good evening to you. Let's start off here. Before we get, I guess, to the big news that came out of the Monetary Policy Committee today, I want us to just quickly start here with Soho Sun. Uh, they are the uh, hospitality group and uh, uh, I guess a gambling and tourism uh, group here. And uh, uh, they saw, Pinda, uh, some improvements in uh, their new areas, uh, be it the limited payout machines or even the electronic bingo machines, but uh, probably not as good a showing when it comes to their casinos, uh, their traditional uh, source of revenue. Ah, we seem to be battling with uh, Pinda's line there. Uh, let's uh, take this uh, brief break, and when we come back, uh, we'll try and reconnect with Umdara Mangolot. 13 minutes it is now uh, before the uh, top of the hour. Let's try again, Umdara uh, Mangolot. Hopefully, Yes, 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 I can hear you. Pinda, I want Perfect. us to start here with uh, Tsoho Sun. Uh, they are traditionally, I guess, uh, you know, a big casino player here. Uh, and it seems this time around, it's uh, the, the newer initiatives, uh, uh, which uh, probably uh, one wouldn't find at a Monte Casino or, or anywhere else, but would probably find a tavern uh, or in some of these, you know, uh, corner cafes and stores. And that's those limited payout machines, LPMs, and uh, those electronic bingo machines, uh, which uh, have registered double-digit growth here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, good return from those particular um, corners of the business. Uh, and overall, as I was saying before, um, you know, the, the network. Um, um, revenues were up about 5%. Um, gaming food up 5% as well. Uh, the hotels, um, 2%. Um, that one looks like it was pedestrian in terms of, uh, in terms of um, returns. Um, again, um, I think contrary to some of the contrary to what some of the data we've been seeing, especially from a tourism point of view or revenues are from the tourism sector, uh, which continues um, be it on a month-on-month or on a quarter-on-quarter basis, um, those continues to be up, um, and also aided by the fact that um, you know in in you know in as far as uh, you know tourists overseas tourists and also from the continent as well, um, with the, with our currency uh, being relatively weak. Art compared was compared to where it was um, a uh, a couple of months or, or a year ago. Uh, that one a bit disappointing. And I think what also the market actually liked about the the results uh, is that interim dividend of twenty six cents. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence the stock had a uh, a positive reaction to that. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, shift our attention here quickly, Pinda, and take a look at uh, Mr. Price Group, uh, JSC listed retailer. Here saw the share price losing a third of its value in twenty nineteen, and maybe alongside the likes of Old Mutual. Uh, would probably be saying but it seems this time around they had some inventory challenged and uh, might have overestimated uh, demand uh, and uh, had to reduce prices here which meant uh, some of their earnings took a knock. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Quite worryingly um, is the fact that um, a couple of reporting seasons ago um, Mr. Price have actually um, encountered the very same problem when when it comes to their merchandise or missing um, you know, in terms of uh, in terms of the, the seasons and also um, stocking, which, um, as you've mentioned, then resulted in them having to mark those um, down uh, to try and get them off the floor, right, as the stock wasn't um, or wasn't uh, wasn't say, wasn't selling, right, and that literally translated into right, into the sales numbers for the group only up a mere one point three percent. 
But but what's um, what's been exciting, um, I guess, with uh, with Mr. Price uh, and the fact that we saw this year Price shooting the lights out today uh, is their online um, sales uh, mm-hmm. for the group um, up twenty eight percent. That's quite amazing, uh, and especially given that um, South Africa um, in isolation in terms of our online purchases or the online or e-commerce, uh, we are sort of like getting to terms with that. Um, and seeing such pickups uh, in terms of the surprises um, online sales, that's actually encouraging. That should be encouraging uh, for the company going forward. Uh, and uh, if you look at now when they break the numbers down in terms of apparel and home, um, apparel um, sales declining about 1.3% uh, mm-hmm. on the group level. Uh, but if you then look at the respective stores like the um, the likes of Milady's, um, delivering I think about five so eight percent uh, in terms of uh, in terms of our sales, uh, and Mr. Price Sport double digits up twelve percent, uh, and again if you look at the component of the online up about thirty five percent, the home segment um, this is now Mr. Price Home um, sales up about three uh, percent, online thirty six percent again. Uh, and uh, and uh, mobile up Hey, Pinda, 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 Pinda. Let's pause there. Let's pause there. That line is uh, certainly betraying us once again. Uh, but uh, let's take a brief spot break, and uh, we'll try and get you on a better line on the other side of this. Listen up, fam. It's fast. It's fun for all on SABC3. That means our regular programming will be interrupted due to Mzansi Super League tournament weekdays. Hectic 9-9 moves to uh, half past three in the afternoon and the Afternoon Express moves to 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Now, the primetime news will start at a quarter past nine and Isitingo moves uh, to uh, uh, 9.30. Catch all of the matches live on SABC3 and SABC radio stations uh, from uh, the 8th of November till the 16th of December. SABC is the official broadcaster of the Mzansi Super League. Five minutes it is uh, before 8 p.m. And uh, we are in conversation for our business wrap here. And Pinda Mangolotti, Head of Trading at Merit Securities, joins me for this one. Now, Pinda, let's shift attention just briefly here to uh, Johan Rupert's Remgro. Uh, they announced that uh, they're going to be disposing of some of the shares they hold in Rand Merchant Holdings. And uh, similarly, Rand Merchant Holdings is going to dispose of its founding stake in the first Rand group, which uh, we know houses the likes of West Bank, FNB and a few others. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so basically, this was in reaction exactly from from the announcement uh, made by uh, by RMH, mm. um, where it said it will um, it will give back um, their thirty four percent stake uh, in First Rent, uh, which is the um, you know the mother company for the, for for FNB, um, and similarly, Remgro, who also holds a um, um, a stake in uh, in in, in RMH um, of uh, of about twenty eight percent. Right, and also 2.9% in, uh, in first rent. Right, so the market actually quite liked the announcement. Um, uh, to um, what if, if you go back to the day of the, uh, of the announcement, um, in fact, all of these companies reacted um, positively. Um, reason behind that, again, is that um, with regards to these holding structures, uh, which were, let's call them a flavor, right, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. However, um, today, basically, what it does, if anything, it, it, it actually locks um, um, uh, what shareholder value. Right? So now, in trying to unlock that, right, these companies now are looking into doing away with such structures and actually um, giving back these, uh, um, these, uh, these uh, sorry, these stakes right, back to shareholders. 
Um, I mean, we, we, we did see an example of that uh, when it came to NASPAS, uh, um, unbundling their stake in, uh, in multi-choice. Uh, and quite recently, um, you know, the, 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 the international um, internet asset. Uh, so the market actually quite liking this. Uh, and, uh, and the fact that now, um, you know, um, RMH will have, uh, will actually lose their um, sort of like dominance uh, when it comes to um, Sustrend. Uh, such that um, I mean now we now you can easily sort of like um, uh, buy your 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 first rent uh, shares uh, without having this big mother who could actually overturn uh, um, decisions in, in you know let's call them in or other in in AGMs. Uh, but yeah, it was a big announcement this week. Uh, market actually quite liking that, mm-hmm. uh, and hence we saw the the, the share price movements on the day. Um, however, today was a different story altogether. Uh, unfortunately. Um, all of the shares were actually down today. Again, that was more of a um, question of the entire market, which was done in excess of one percent. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, lastly, before we let you go here, uh, Pinda, take a look at that announcement that came from the Reserve Bank there, uh, keeping the uh, repo rate the same, and uh, also, I guess, having a uh, the same impact there on the prime lending rate. But uh, let's talk about some of the reasons that Elisecha Khanyaho provided here. One of those being, uh, you know, this whole thing is not really about where inflation is now, but where uh, they anchor inflationary expectations and, uh, you know, they plug all of that into a quarterly projection model, which uh, I guess guides them in terms of their action. But I guess the big driver here is uh, probably what they expect the RAND to do in response to uh, fiscal pressures and uh, I guess the entire uh, weakening and subdued growth story here in South Africa. Yeah, um, look, uh, let me just close first. Uh, So basically we were... Um, in that camp that actually called the rates unchanged. Mm. Uh, then this has been our call, I think, for um, since end of last quarter. But anyway, uh, if you if you come, uh, we come to today today's decision. There is a feeling that um, this was a missed opportunity from the sub mm. uh, and uh, you know and, and the entire committee, um, in a sense that um, inflation as it is right now. Um, I, I, I do I, I do note that you did say that. You know, they're looking at where inflation will be, um, mm. you know, a couple of months down the line. But if you look at where inflation is now, um, it's trading is trending well below what they trying what they were trying to sort of like anchor it around the midpoint of four and a half. Um, three point seven came out yesterday. Right? And if anything, if you look at their focus, it hasn't changed from the last quarter, which basically says that there isn't any inflation to speak of. Mm. Um, yes, we can't. Um, we can't with certainty speak of say four or five months down the line. But if you if you read what we get, or what we got now is is a fact that um, prices are actually coming down to a point that uh, we might actually see the very same scenario, say two months, three months down the line. So it it does feel like um, the the sub is sort of like out of touch with even their own mandate out of uh, of you know of of price stability, um, given that um, prices are not getting out of hand, um, and the market, in fact, is also not um, chasing anything in terms of uh, sort of like you know pushing inflation higher. If anything, mm. um, as I've said, you know things are coming down. So hence, we feel like you know it it, it was a missed opportunity. You know, this is from a market point of view, anyway. Mm. And, uh, you know, I guess uh, missed opportunity or not here, many people would also have uh, an alternative view here, uh, which would be that, you know, this was probably the most prudent action. Uh, it certainly does give the uh, MPC some room uh, 
uh, uh, to maneuver here in case we see some external shock to the economy. And those shocks, uh, I guess, might uh, come in thick and fast if uh, we don't see an amicable resolution to that trade impasse between Beijing and Washington or the fallout from Brexit and uh, uh, all of the impacts that that might have on the oil price and our exchange rate, which are the two things that largely push inflation. Yeah, um, look, I, I, I get the argument from that side of the camp. Uh, however, um, like I said, um, one, one sort of like gets the feeling that the sub concentrates more on what's happening externally as opposed to what's happening here. Because if you look at central banks globally, um, be it emerging market or developed markets, all of those are easing. Uh, they're not accommodative. They are easing. Uh, so basically, they are reacting to basically what's happening um, both within their own economies uh, and also looking um, externally. And the primary reason, therefore, for, for easing uh, being that um, they foresee the dangers that are going to be coming out in terms of what's happening globally, mm. where global growth in its entirety is coming down. So therefore, um, as opposed to uh, you know, being caught with your pants down, so to speak, uh, they are being more proactive uh, as opposed to what the sub is doing, which is literally just sitting on a fence. Mm. I mean, I think, uh, I think the, 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 the first sort of like mistake, uh, um, in inverted commas, um, as to our observation is the fact that um, the sub, when, when they hiked last year, they hiked, they, uh, the reason given was that um, the, the U.S. Fed will be hiking as well. Um, and when the U.S. Fed then turned around in terms of easing rates, SAB didn't follow that. Uh, so now, literally, um, you know, there's a feeling that the, the SAB is constantly behind the curve. Um, yes, um, you know, they, 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 they're sticking to, to their own mandate, but there are other factors, mm. uh, which some of the central banks, like the Fed, which has a dual mandate, which, also, which covers, uh, which sort of looks at um, unemployment and also growth. Uh, those guys are more reactive mm. uh, in terms of those things. Whereas from our end, uh, we are keeping to our policy um, regardless uh, of sure, what the costs sure. are and uh, I think, in this case. And yeah. I think I agree with you, Pinda, and it might be time for us to maybe reconsider uh, uh, what we put in that quarterly projection model and whether or not uh, that should influence us having a dual mandate. Because, uh, you know, to be honest, I mean, uh, is it okay now to be still fixated with this, uh, uh, you know, inflationary situation when you have chronic and crisis levels of joblessness and uh, a chronic levels of underinvestment in the real economy, and then you're the most unequal society in the world, and you still want to say, you know, let's keep uh, let's keep prices low, let's uh, maintain price stability when you have that kind of context. It certainly, uh, I guess, uh, is going to require uh, some explanation because I'm not persuaded that that might be the right way to go. No, absolutely. I agree with you. Right. And also, even, uh, I mean, we, we, when it comes to, to their mandate, just to continue on the same mm. thing, um, that we're keeping prices down. Prices are down now. Right. So, mm. therefore, you've achieved what you wanted to, to, to achieve. Right. So, so, no more medicine why, now. Mm. <laughs> why, not, why not move the rates lower? Right. Because, exactly. um, you know, how are we going to get out of um, this um, slump in terms of economic growth? Uh, is if we stimulate the economy. Uh, mm. You do have the, the tools um, on your side as sub, uh, which is cutting rates. Uh, and also, also remember uh, is that um, one of the catalysts given by the, by the um, rating agencies uh, is the fact that we want to see growth uh, coming out of South Africa. Uh, and we do know what the implications of, uh, of a growing economy, positive implications of a growing economy, means that there will be more taxes, uh, then the state will not have to bail out the, 
the problem child, which we're not going to go into. But if we continuously um, downgrading our economic growth, mm. which is what the sub also did today from 0.6 to 0.5, which is basically in line with everybody else uh, who has already seen the economy where it's growing, uh, sure. even in the second quarter of this year. Uh, literally, it is a huge missed opportunity from the sub, regardless of what their mandate is. Mm. And it's certainly not the last time you and I are going to have that conversation. Uh, but uh, we do know that we might be expecting a rate cut in the third quarter of 2020. Um, that is all else considered if everything stays the same. But if we see some uh, developments uh, on uh, the uh, more positive side of things, we might see a rate cut even earlier. And uh, whew, I, I must certainly argue that our economy needs it. Pinda, Masishiapo Thank you, that there was our business wrap uh, for this uh, evening and uh, we'll uh, continue and uh, go into our culture talk uh, shortly uh, where we're going to be uh, taking a look at uh, uh, the Abantu Book Fest Festival. Uh, Tandom Kolozana, the author and the founder of the festival, is going to join me. It's uh, back again this year at the Area to Lifestyle Center in Soweto. It's certainly a feature uh, in the uh, literary life of Tinabandu Bamnyama Ape Khautini in our December and of course encourage everybody uh, this uh, festival is happening from the 5th to the 8th to go there and uh, let's go and check out uh, what uh, our people are writing there and of course making their own uh, contribution to the world of ideas and to the archive and the canon of uh, human knowledge and experience and that's what it's about.